Ah, uh, what is good? It's me, your friendly neighbor, Nerd the Bobo, and welcome back to Bobo's Block. Or welcome if this is your first time. Of course, if it is your first time joining us, I want to thank you for tuning into this block party we have every single time I step behind the mic. If this is your 52nd, 53rd time joining us, what up, dude? It's really good to see you again. I'm glad we're able to get to chill on the block together one more time. So I want to go ahead and start off the show by saying this episode is solely sponsored by my Patreon. Patreon is where you can do the most good and the best help for Bobo's block. Um, it also is where you can help me out with Wonderground Media Studios, Wonderground Media Network as a whole. We have multiple tiers over there it's where you can support from the starting of like a dollar up the way up to like $3,000. And if you are putting on $3,000 a month, go ahead and schedule us up some cake appointments because we got to go taste some wedding cake because we're getting married, of course, because you bought yourself a Bobo. <laughs> I don't know how long I can keep the joke going. It's really getting, I don't know. It's, it, I don't want to say it's getting difficult, but like, it's just, it's just funny. Um, but yeah, if you want to join the Patreon, go hit us up at patreon.com forward slash Bobo. That's patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-B-O. Then of course, that's where you'll see all the stuff such as our bonus episodes, the exclusive um, Patreon show, Kicking It, and uh, my poetry podcast, Money for Rocks. So, um, yeah, that is it. So let's go ahead and um, get this thing started off with the updates. <laughs> I told you I, I, I'm going to stick with that sound until we get something. Um, shout outs to Cam. Um, he has a stream deck that we're going to be using soon for um, for You Feel the Casuals. But I'll probably, always, I'll, I'll probably also try and use it for this show as well. We'll see figure it out um but yeah that's gonna be fun hopefully we can find the sound for the update but getting into the update um yeah a few things um kind of kind of went down we were back in Bunnell, florida myself and the dashing king of queens cam um we were at lcc dub legacy classic championship wrestling and we made a big splash um the Boricua bad boys felt the wrath of kiss it and we will be challenging them to a number one contenders match on september i'm sorry i said september yeah it's september damn oh my god it's fucking september oh god yeah we'll be challenging them to a match on september 12th i had the date right i just this year is going by so fast bro so fast um yeah september 12th we'll be down in keystone heights florida and it will be saints and sinners and um you'll have a special guest gangrel he'll be taking on johnny knockout um i'll put up the listing um and the flyer in my socials you can follow that on book bobby ledger yeah that'll be at book bobby ledger on instagram and twitter so yeah that's definitely something you guys if you're in the area come on out too we'll definitely love to have you guys out there with us um what else uh, hmm yeah, so right now, like, we're just getting some things in order, getting some, um, getting some, some things I've been kind of procrastinating on together. I, I, um, I've been challenged to start vlogging, so I have been doing that, but, y'all, it's so hard to edit. <laughs> I am a one-man crew over here, so, yeah, this, this editing thing is taking a bit. I know for sure, hopefully, we'll be able to get, get it out to you guys very soon. Um, this just like two episodes of the vlog so far, but I, I've been working diligently at them. I know, so, I know, like, it, it's 
vlogs are supposed to be back in the like back in time, like so you guys get to catch up or see the behind the scenes things of stuff that you probably have seen on social or whatever or or probably seen with this podcast. But yeah. Um, I'll just be doing random stuff. I, I suck at vlogging. Um, I really do because it's going to be things that I, that happen in my life that I don't pull out my camera for. And I'd be like, I should have vlogged that shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do want to thank everybody who so love and support to the grand opening of Wonderground Media Studios, um, here in the space at Jacksonville. We did a soft grand opening of the space to the public so you guys we are here and available for all services and things of that nature like i actually um feel pretty proud of myself i made a, a infographic poster for the space to where like i was like i was graphically designing your boys out here with extra skills I, you know jack of all trades like I, I i do a little bit of everything but i suck at all of it like <laughs> i don't suck at all of it i just i'm just very particular and very very like nitpicky but yeah i um i loved seeing everyone who came out we were very very happy to have everyone join us in this grand opening so yeah i'm definitely glad oh i, I freaking went to smackdown that's 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 another thing for the update i went to um friday night smackdown when it came to jacksonville florida we'll talk more about it during you filthy casual so you guys check there for the full review and all the other stuff that's going to be coming up because we we got a lot to talk about. A lot of shit happened. Like, my God. So, yeah, we'll get into all of that. So, um, I think <sighs> I think that's about it for the update. So, let's go ahead and get into Around the Net. And um, this, <laughs> this week's Around the Net is very, very stacked. So, let's start off with something I was super hyped about. Somebody sent it to me, and I was very excited because, like, this is one of my all-time favorite things. Disney, as you know, um, with Disney Plus, has been putting on a lot of movies, old movies that I loved on the streaming platform. We talked about Pepper Ann was coming back, but this is something that's going to be getting a reboot. This is The Rocketeer. So if you don't know me or if you know me, you know how much I fucking love The Rocketeer. Rocketeer was one of my all-time favorite movies. I've watched that movie like a hundred times. Like I literally am a... Like, I'm one of the huge people, cult fanatic fans that brought the Rocketeer to life in the main, like, in the main public eye. Because, like, it's such a beautiful movie, such a well-written movie, and, like, such a good, like, like Dick Tracy-ish type romp. And, like, you get to see... You get to see a story that you wouldn't expect to be that captivating. And it is, and I love it. Um, I love the Rocketeer. I love movies like The Phantom. I love things set in that pulp comic-y time frame um but the rocketeer actually did get a comic reboot um a while back and it's i think i don't know i don't think it's still going now but i'll double check but yeah the rocketeer comic book was a great read but now we're actually getting news through deadline that they're saying that disney is reviving the cult classic favorite with all new disney plus movie entitled the return of the rocketeer with david and jessica oyelo uh sorry oyelowo and it's being produced under their Europa Saxon banner. So that actually double excites me because it's not only going to be the return of the Rocketeer, it's going to be a black Rocketeer. But um, it's doper because they are going to be using a storyline where Tuskegee Airmen finds the rocket pack. So I'm 
I'm all in on this. I Tuskegee alum. I, I love fucking Rocketeer. Like this is so ah. Oh, like I'm literally trying to hold back my, my excitement about it. Uh, more information I get, I'll probably do a bonus episode on it because again, it's something I'm so passionate, so so vehemently hyped about. Like you guys just don't understand. Mm. All right, moving on, moving on. So, moving into casting news. Um, Batwoman made an announcement that they have found their Pamela Ivy. They have casted Bridget Re- Regan as the iconic DC supervillain for the next upcoming season. She will be Poison Ivy. I don't know if she's going to like initially start off as Poison Ivy or if she's going to be Pamela Isley. Um, but with the Batwoman um, universe, what's ha- like? It's this is after. Bruce has kind of established his like Batman rogues gallery. So I think she's going to straight up just be poison Ivy. So, um, they've been doing a lot better with season two. I told you I had a whole bat Batwoman season two review. I'm definitely going to get into that because you got a lot of good stuff in, in that, in there. I have very thorough notes. I will definitely be giving you guys that either as a, um, bonus episode, or I'll try and like think about it. And like, if when I don't have anything to talk about, we'll uh, we'll, we'll get into that. And I, I I have thoughts, I have feelings, but the overall, I really enjoy Batwoman season two. Um, I I can't wait to see what they're gonna do for season three because they have some really big like they have some really big questions to answer, and they have some things that we have to really like kind of address. So yeah, we'll figure it out. So yeah, moving on to the docket, we um got a very interesting cameo um in Mortal Kombat the movie The Scorpion's Revenge or so I think I can't remember it's like Other Realms or something like that Scorpion's Revenge they did a very funny guest cameo of Ultra Instinct Shaggy grabbing Scorpion by the throat and pulling him back into hell it was fucking hilarious if you guys haven't seen the little short go click um go just check it out it's on youtube it's it's probably everywhere as well you guys definitely will enjoy watching that real quick um so yeah moving forward in the docket we got some major news um so an article by shadow and act they were reporting that gabrielle union taraji p henson and fet brown are going to produce a black magical university film called sorcerosity like so a feeling is giving me is giving me um divine nine meets hogwarts vibes and i i'm here for it i'm actually here like i can't wait i can see gabrielle and and taraji as headmistress and fucking um dean of the school and stuff this is going to be dope three of the most powerful black women in hollywood are teaming up to create a film based on a graphic novel about a black girl who attends the university of magic so yeah i i'm I am I am excited to see where this goes and how this how this develops. So I'll definitely keep you guys posted on this because I'm 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 not the <laughs> like when it comes to adaptations of the books or so I ha- I hate when like they get really popular or hot at like right before the movie comes out. So I may try to check out the book before it does go up in price because <laughs> the price just went up. Today's price is not yesterday's, but I'm, I'm sorry. I had to make a fat Joe reference. I had to make that fucking TikTok fat Joe reference. But yeah, but that's that's really dope. That is black girl magic personified, and I'd love to hear it. Um, 
let's go ahead and move forward uh, move forward in the docket in TV news as well we got an interesting article from um, comicbook.com they were talking with um, Clark Gregg you know our favorite agent of shield agent Coulson and he says he stands behind agents of shield as canon in the MCU so if you guys don't remember um, there was a big split between MCU TV and MCU movies, um, probably uh, right around the time. Honestly, it was the time when Kevin Feige took over everything because there was a divide beforehand that was just very silent. And Feige was very classy about it, but he was very firm in his stance. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of took a, a veer off because they were produced by a different team or so, but they, I, I, also feel as if that Agents of Shield is still canon. Um, Clark Gregg is standing behind Agents of Shield as a as MCU canon. A lot of Marvel fans were delighted to see Phil Coulson make an appearance during the last um, or well, episode three of What If this season. Um, Greg appeared in the yeah in the Marvel movie Minute to talk about thing, all things Agent Coulson, and he's pulling yeah he's pulling for this all to be resolved because there's room for all different kinds of continuity in the Marvel table. And with the multiverse opened up, you could honestly say that like, boom, um, this version of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. happened and like, there's still like, it, it, it's all there to be canon. Like it's legitimately broke my heart when I knew that like, we probably would never get agent Colson back in the movies again because of that split between the TV and the, and the movie side or so. And that was just on because the ideal ideologies of the two people involved, because, um, I think we talked about it before on this show on here that the person that was in charge of the Marvel studios television side wasn't, wasn't very happy about the, 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 leap in diversity and 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 um and women led roles that he was seeing and he kind of wanted to keep it the way he wanted it but yeah and that that is a that's probably again another another nerdgasm for another day but we'll get into that um hopefully one day if we ever start talking about a little bit deep stuff like that with the marvel universe so yeah all right, coming next up on the docket, we got our first looks at Jason Momoa in a new stealth suit for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. It looks really good. Like, it looks badass, but, like, I don't know why they're showing us this. Um, I enjoyed his classic Aquaman suit, but, again, like they're going to be doing a lot more stuff with him in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, but it looks really good. Like, it has the eight-pack and stuff like that, and then, like, it's dark blue like i still don't know why he's standing in the in broad daylight in a stealth suit but hey you do you i can't wait to see aquaman i enjoyed the first aquaman can't wait to see what james wan does with the next one so hopefully we are able to do a lot more with that realm of the dc universe or the dceu or whatever they're calling it or so all right next up on the docket we have um some <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and talk Rick and Morty. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip. To, I'm gonna get, get skip straight to this one. So, firstly, I have to catch up, but I saw the highlights and clips of the season finale and holy balls! Like, it's a lot. So, if you haven't caught up on this late season, season five, go ahead and do so. But to give you guys a good 
hitting the shoulder of some like wholesome shit. Um, Rick and Morty did a live action adaptation. Uh, it was like a couple of bumpers, um, but they actually casted Christopher Lloyd as as Rick. And I'm trying to find the name of the young man who played Morty. Um, but yeah, like it was it was beautiful. It <laughs> it was legitimately like I wasn't expecting it, but they did they did it really good. They re- did it really good. Um, Christopher Lloyd was spot on as Rick, and they <laughs> and they um they they did a couple of shorts. They did one where they came in and Christopher Lloyd was like, "Ah, Morty, we're home." And uh, Jaden Martell as Morty. That is the young man's name. Jaden Martell was like, oh, geez. And um, they did a Pickle Rick bump. They did a Pickle Rick um, little bumper thing. And they also did the, oh, 100 more years of Rick and Morty. 100 more years of Rick and Morty. Like, it, they went full in with it. And it's a lovely way to kind of hype people up for the the season finale and stuff like that. So I'm excited I'm excited to catch up to, to Rick and Morty, and I know that it's going to be a beautiful ending um, for this season. And season six is on its way. We may have to wait a little bit. It's okay. They are able to get four and five out really quickly. But like I said, season six may be a little bit of time. They probably were working on it while they were releasing all of this stuff or whatever. But hopefully it won't take too long. Um, I'm okay with waiting a year. I'm okay with waiting um a year and some change but like, i hope it's not like two to three years or something like that because animation especially rick and morty's level of animation is hard as shit like my god it's hard as hell um but yeah <laughs> that was just a really good moment for a really good show and again guys go watch the go if you haven't go watch the season finale of rick and morty you'll love it um i again that's all i can really say about it all right so coming next on the docket, something that has been um, something that has been making waves on the internet for the past couple of days. So there was this, there was this moment, this magic moment between Oscar Isaac and his co-host. Um, what is, what is like it's just so Oscar is a man of many talents but he has just this this way about his his looks that he gives people and i'm i'm i honestly was stood speechless about it as well too um so on the red carpet on the red carpet uh, I i'm trying to see ah yeah, he was walking down with Jessica Chastain, and I believe it was for like either the new new something that they were doing together. Or so, but yeah, him and Jessica Chastain. Oh, it's for Dune. I'm sorry, it's for Dune. So yeah, and there was just this like little little twinkle in his eye that he gave, and like he was just so mesmerized by her, and oh, it's just such a beautiful beautiful thing that like you can see but you have to remember oscar isaac is married with a wife and child like like he (laughs) i don't know if that was just like him caught up in the moment or just his natural charisma but man i who i i i felt it i felt it all um but yeah jessica chastain and oscar isaac have 
undeniable chemistry. And again, Oscar Isaac is just a gem among human beings. So yeah, you guys get a chance to check out the moment. Please do. It'll it'll revive your it'll revive your um your thought of love. Like Jesus Christ. But yeah, um, and speaking of two people who have chemistry, uh, let's go ahead and talk about um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So if you guys remember back in February, I told you there was news of a reboot with um, Phoebe Keller and Donald Glover, right? Well, unfortunately, sorry, Phoebe Waller, um, Phoebe Waller Bridge, she exited the Mr. and Mrs. Smith series. So we actually... um, may need to recast i still want to see donald glover as as mr smith i honestly do but there are a lot of people on twitter today who are putting up some amazing um amazing suggestions if you go ahead and and um search on twitter the mr and mrs smith reboot and you'll see a good bit of <laughs> you'll see a good bit of suggestions on here but one that has been remaining constant is um is uh, Yahaya, um, he 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 could be a good Mr. Smith, but again, I want to see Donald Glover because I like seeing Donald Glover in different things. So yeah, there are a lot of people who are are probably in chemistry wise amazing for the role. So we just have to see who they pick for this, and we'll see how how this plays out. So yeah, um, moving forward in the docket, of course, let's go ahead and talk a little bit of team four star. So, um, team four star has been legitimately one of, one of my faves. They have been the goats when it comes to voiceover parodies or so. Um, they just put out a, <laughs> a B star season one in eight minutes parody. And if you feel like having a, a good laugh, like it just a deep down from your gut laugh, like go ahead and watch this this um <laughs> this parody when i tell you it's, it's like nine minutes and like a, it's like nine minutes long so eight minutes plus like a minute and some change for an ad because they got to get paid but like oh my god it's so fucking funny like the writing at team four star is always spot on i am never disappointed with the way with what they put out so yeah i'll try i'll put it um a link in the description below but you guys definitely check that out you'll fucking you'll fucking love it you'll love it so yeah (laughs) all right and finally um we're gonna move into some sad news some very somber news um actor michael k williams who's notably um remembered for his his uh for his portrayals on the wire lovecraft country boardwalk empire and so many more movies television shows and whatever he was he was tragically found dead today um in his new york residence uh i've watched so many um so many shows where he he either guests or he like kind of shows up or whatever i'm a big food documentary person he fucking loved he loves his city loves new york he loves what he does i i've read many interviews with him i i fell in love with almost every character that he's played like if you've ever watched lovecraft country and you saw the actual progression of his character from episode one all the way to the end like my like my god like yeah man can fucking act he can fucking act like he's it's been a lot of it's been a lot of tragedy a lot of loss 
over the past few weeks. Um, either from like said Ed Asner, we said last week, it's a lot of people who've lost their lives through um, Hurricane Ida. Um, there was a a a comedian, um, a young comedian, who just passed away, and that, and it's it's always hard when things like this happen because like you, you kind of don't know what to, what to say, but again, it's just honestly being there for people. Um, we're going to talk about this on you feel the casuals as well, but I want to go ahead and talk about the, the tragic loss of a, a wrestler. Um, her name was Daphne Unger. That was her stage name. She was a powerhouse in the indie wrestling scene. She used to work um, WCW. She used to work ECW. She used to work TNA. She was like a, a <laughs> she was seen as a den mama. She was a wrestling mother to so many up and coming stars. So many new current people getting into wrestling. And so like, and it's hard when you hear tragic loss is a tragic loss a tragic lost um <laughs> i remember back you know, i think it was like 2016 where we had that massive wave of people kind of kind of like dying every every day and people would think after something like that you kind of be expected of death or kind of numb to celebrity death or thing like that but these people and these these so like either celebrities or just it's just people that we looked up to athletes or so they made a very poignant impact in your life somehow some way and to honor them by remembering them in their remembering their legacy that they left behind because a lot of the people um a lot of people don't get to leave a legacy behind a lot of people don't leave a body of work that they can have others look back at and just see them at their best. And it 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 sucks that a lot of people won't be able to sit and appreciate what has been given by so many. But if you do get a chance to just sit there and and pay homage to people you've like people who you've been touched by and that has been taken away which we feel is way too soon cuz we never know when the time comes, but yeah, it happens. It happens. Death is an inevitable into everyone's life because it's death. <laughs> but yeah, we we have to just kind of take in the moments as we as they happen now, and appreciate the time that we have here today. A lot of things can go wrong. A lot of things can turn sideways in a heartbeat. If you just appreciate what you have right now. That's all you can ask for. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and hit it up to a musical break. Um, this one is by DJ Harrison. Uh, it's kind of a mood I'm kind of filling in at the moment, but yeah, I I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys something to ride to, just kind of like chill vibe or so. And we'll come back and we'll talk about our nerdgasm today. Um, our nerdgasm is called. We didn't need that take, bro. Oh, we didn't need that take. <laughs> I don't know why I've been saying bro a lot, but yeah, you know. <laughs> See y'all when we get back.
Hey, and welcome back. Alright, welcome back to Papo's Block. I want to take this time out. Thank you guys again for joining me here on this podcast episode today. Um, whenever you're listening to it, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's dope to be here with you guys. So, um, let's go ahead and get into this nerdgasm for this week. Oh, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I just gotta, at this point, just kind of, kind of go with it. So, I call this one, we don't need your take because this, this thing happens a lot and I'm going to go ahead and address how I feel about it. However you feel about it as well. Hopefully, like I said, this is just me being on my old, old nerd man rant box and kind of going in, but I'll explain myself along the way. Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman 1984, Wonder Woman, and the upcoming Star Wars film was just announced to be getting Wonder Woman 3. They're going to be returning with Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins, both back in the helms of it. But there was something very interesting that happened. Um, I think this was um, an interview they were doing probably, probably around the same time they got this announcement. So Patty Jenkins said to the reporter that films that are being released by streaming service look like fake movies. It's always very interesting or weird to me when it comes to um, directors literally like knocking the art form that they are like profoundly in love with. I don't want this to feel like I'm attacking Patty Jenkins because she's not the actual problem here. It's the mentality, it's the rhetoric of directors in her in her um in her bracket, I would say. It's like your Martin Scorsese's, your Steven Spielberg's, your your um James Gunn at one time was kinda like mm, a little bit iffy there, but yeah, but like it's these bigger names directors and people who feel as if that that shows or movies um of a different ilk are beneath them that they're as she just said look like fake movies honestly i think it comes from a place of misunderstanding and fear um not fears and like oh they're afraid like they like it's just fear of something that they don't get i look at I look at a lot of movies. I watch trash movies on purpose. I watch things that are are certified rotten or rotten tomatoes just to enjoy a movie without all the hype, the rigmarole, and all the other BS that comes with being, like, say, a critic or reviewer and things of that nature. Because sometimes you just want to enjoy a movie. Patty Jenkins has this all wrong. Because, honestly, the movies that are coming out on on streaming services are nothing new. These these quote unquote movies that make make it feel fake are nothing new. We've always had this type of B rated, C rate, D rate like class movies from straight to VHS or grindhouse movies or even things that you felt that were cult classics were are deemed as movies that suck at times. People have to remember that movies like the original Ghostbusters people didn't really care about or didn't do well in the box office that at first and then it kind of picked up steam things that you love or whatever that like they not if the way i want to put this not everything was a star wars 
Not everything was critically acclaimed and, and prolifically loved from the gate. There are movies that we love nowadays that fucking suck in box office. Or they look, they look to to be like a straight to DVD release or whatever. And, and, and speaking of those, like I said, these movies that look fake or whatever, I've never sat down and watched a movie on the streaming service and said, oh man, this looks horrible. I don't want to turn it off. Like, no, I fucking watch it because I picked it. Like, and even if I didn't want to turn it off, that doesn't really make a knock at the movie industry as a whole. These people are getting their, their vision out. They're getting what they felt as if they, They've put their hard work and effort into because not every every movie has like fucking billion dollar budget. Every movie has a million dollar budget. I, I actually watched um, the original 1980s version of Evil Dead and that movie. And honestly, it it, <laughs> it didn't age well, but it also just it, it's very timeless. Like it's very like this is the look of this movie. Like and they did it with probably like a very at that time low budget or so like it still was money put into this but this was some vision from someone who was just trying something out that they wanted to get out into the ethos something that they knew would be amazing in their head but like again evil dead probably didn't do good when it first came out it probably was like not taken well because it has an nc-17 rating on it like it, <laughs> most things like that aren't aren't um let me let me let me put this up now in real time. Um because it 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 honestly Yeah. It, it did ten point nine million US. Oh, that was Evil Dead two. I'm looking for Evil Dead One. Um looking for Evil Dead because I'm not doing that one. So, yeah. yeah. Evil Dead two once it was per like once it became the cult classic, it did ten point nine million USD. Um I'm trying to see Evil Dead One. To, to, to yeah oh evil dead one was banned originally yeah due to high level of violence blood sex and gore so yeah like i said things like that like you you got to look at the picture as a whole i don't sit down and watch sharknado or fucking crocosaurus or velocipaster just for the cinematic quality and the and the the fucking light rays that comes off of the the nd filter like no i sit down and watch it for the fucking hilarious story but also there are some amazing bangers on streaming services um there's a movie called bavarium um it is on amazon prime it has good actors it has a a decent amount budget or whatever and it has like a very interesting story but it was boring but it didn't look like a fake movie it was still high budget, highly proclaimed actors, director. Like it was good, but you you go to something else like a like a Kong uh, a Kong Fury. Like that shit's fun. Like like I would love to have the freedom to express myself through film and and not have to worry at like somebody like a Patty Jenkins is going to be like, oh, you're ruining the the movie industry because your movies look fake. Like. Streaming is the way that we're going to watch movies from now on. I, I hate that the, a lot of the older rhetoric, the older guard of, of movie industry buffs or movie industry execs hate that, but that's how it's going to be. Because especially nowadays, like there's, there's going to be that reluctance. Because do you remember when we used to have Blockbuster Video? If you were old enough. 
Blockbuster Video was a excursion. Like you were excited. You get to go to Blockbuster Video, pick out a few videos here and there and all that stuff, bring it back home. And they thought at one point Blockbuster Video was going to destroy the movie box office industry. It wasn't because, again, Blockbuster Video was just an alternative. That's how it is here with the streaming services. Like, Patty Jenkins, honestly, I respect everything that she does. And But, again, it's, it's that old rhetoric of people such as, like, Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, and all the other old-ass, <laughs> I hate to call them, all these old-thinking directors and, and movie executives that doesn't see that, hey, it's honestly now now just like the music industry was kind of the wild west you don't have to go through these big ass distributors you don't have to go to these big movie houses you don't have to have million dollar budgets to make a movie you can literally do this shit with the cell phone and some good ass editing equipment if you wanted to and i think that's what scares them steven spielberg had his little rant about how superhero movies were ruining the movie industry or whatever it's too many superhero movies martin scorsese had his kind of thing where he was like oh streaming services movies suck or whatever but then he put out the irishman like there's going to be a time where they all have to come around and see like it's different out here it's 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 not the same as you were like robert rodriguez um has this lovely vision when he was doing Troublemaker, because like it, it honestly, <laughs> it, it, it honestly like puts you into a new, a new like headspace. Because I love to see movies like he does the Troublemaker Studios or whatever. But again, like those movies probably won't do good on on I would say the the mainstream box office. But you know what they would do amazing at streaming. Like, I love watching Grindhouse. I love watching Planet Terror, and I love watching Death Proof. I love watching all of the old classics that he used to put out as well, like I said, because there's a place where I can now have every single movie that I want at my fingertips, depending on what streaming service I go to. I can watch things from the 1950s. I can watch something that came out in 2021, but they all have a place. And just because you feel like they're making movies look fake, they are acquiring visions from other people. They are not just like out here, oh, Netflix is shooting a movie. Like, no, Netflix acquires the properties of movies. It's just like how they would pitch it to fucking MGM or pitch it to Paramount or pitch it to United Films. Like they're getting it straight to Netflix. And Netflix is like, let's get all of your visions out there, bro. We we just we we need content. And it doesn't look like fake because they are real ass movies. No matter how you feel about it, it's a real ass movie. I'm I am in love with movies. I miss the movie theater experience, but that's on me. Because again, I've told you before, like I'm not ready to get back out there. Like Shang-Chi, I want to see Shang-Chi so bad. I don't know if I'm ready to get back into a movie theater yet. Like I do a lot of other things or whatever, but like, I don't, it's just an anxiety thing. That's just the simple thing holding me back. So streaming is where I watch a lot of my movies a lot. I've watched a lot of the the new streaming movies that have come out, like No Sudden Move. No Sudden Move is cinematically fucking beautiful. I watched No Sudden Move um, with Don Cheeto, Ray Liotta, um, Belicio Del Toro, 
fucking Brendan Fraser. Like it, it had an all star cast. It had an amazing cinematography department. It had an amazing sound design, sound department, music, everything all put together made a big budget film. And I don't think it looked fake. I watched the fuck out of No Sudden Move. You I mean you learn things such as like Loki. Loki had like ten like ten thousand dollars a second money thrown at their goddamn show. Like the MCU shows have been moved up to movie quality productions and you see that. There's no skimping when it comes to these streaming services. They're throwing real ass money at these real ass movies. Um Jason Momoa's latest Netflix film, Sweet Girl, amazing action film. There are going to be some movies that are going to be misses. There are going to be some movies that are going to look like said, like a Sharknado, or are <laughs> but there are also going to be a lot more movies that look like Train to Swan. There are going to be a lot more movies that feel like The Raid. There are going to be a lot more movies that feel like Attack the Block. That's what I'm into. That's what you get when you get streaming services putting money behind these unknown names, little like art house film companies. You get movies that expand the ethos and not the same thing over and over and over again. There's always been this talk or this, this, this cry for people to give us something different. Stop the reboot. Stop the, 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 the linear stories that we've seen a million times before. I've seen enough of the same rom-com over and over and over again. I've seen enough of the same action movies. Give us something different. And that's what streaming services have been offering, in my opinion. I have been blown away by how, how heavily the streaming services have stepped up their game from the original movies to original shows to even the, like the original documentary content, like you can't be helped but be impressed by this. And it's funny because a lot of people were attacking Wonder Woman 1984 because they were like, oh, she said it seems fake, but look at this cheetah. Like it was bad. Yeah. Like, but, and, but there, there was so much more <laughs> not again, not to be attacking Patty. There was so much more wrong with Wonder Woman 1984 to me than just the, the shitty CGI. They did their best doing a cheetah doing, yeah, doing the DC accurate comic version of cheetah is hard. Um, they chose the route that they chose. Like, Hey, like did, nothing, you can't take it back, but they dumped money into it and it, it did look uh, very framey. Um, I wouldn't say it looked like, in CGI, of course, it's going to look out of place. You can tell, especially now that everybody's like a fucking expert when it comes to movie keyframes and shit like that. Yo, yeah, I know. Like, there, there's going to be some some definite definitional quality issues. But yeah, like, um, the DCEU movies have been suffering, and those are blockbuster worthy level budget films like from justice league to the original suicide squad and this second suicide squad which came out on streaming and it did in the box office both did well like again these movies aren't fake bro like patty jenkins is again like i said not the problem it's the rhetoric of the peop of the of the old guard of her time um they feel like like the movies are sacred and I agree with them, but there is always room to improve on what's already here. 
There are ways that you can embrace the future without completely leaving the past behind. And I feel as if streaming services have gotten down a great medium between that. And honestly, no matter what anyone says, enjoy the movies that you want to enjoy. Don't let anybody influence what you like because of, oh, this person said this and that and the third. Like, am I still going to go ahead and watch like um, <laughs> Lamageddon on Amazon Prime? Yes, I will. Am I still going to watch Hobo with a Shotgun? Yes, I am. But I'm also going to watch the amazing content that it will be also streaming on Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, on Hulu, on like I can go on and on, but again, these are blockbuster budget movies that are being put into the ethos by probably unknown um, production companies and, and art house filmmakers and things like that. They, they are getting their chance to, to shine. They're getting their IMDb credits. Like this, there's nothing you can take away from them on that, man. So I, I honestly... I want to turn away from saying that she was wrong. I just want to salute every single person that's out there who has a movie that is on streaming. I want to salute you for all that you've done. I want to salute your crew. I want to salute your grippers. I want to salute your lighting people, your stuntmen, your, your, your makeup artists. I want to salute every person that has worked on all of these films. You guys deserve it. Your names are in the credits for the goddamn reason. It's not like you're putting out, um, <laughs> not like you're putting out fake movies. You guys are doing the real deal work out here. And I, as a moviegoer, as a movie lover, as someone who has enjoyed cinema for shit, a good majority of my life, I applaud you. I appreciate you. Don't ever let anyone stop your dreams because they think you're, you're doing it the wrong way. The way that you're doing it, will always be the right way for you. It may not look like everybody's way. It may not even end up in the same in the same parking lot as the other person. But your parking lot that you pull up into every day to your studio, every time you open that door, every time you hit that sound stage, is the, what you were meant to be doing. So yeah. I think that's about it, man. Um, I'm going to go ahead and leave it off from here. I have been your favorite. Um, I've been your friendly neighborhood nerd, Bobo. Of course, you can find me everywhere you can stalk your ex on social media. That is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all that good stuff. At Bobo FNN. Um, of course, again, thank you guys for tuning in, listening to me rant about all the things that I come out in my nerdy brain. Um, as well, if you want to support my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Bobo. That's patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-D-O. There you can find multiple tiers to support me and the Wonderground Media Network. I will catch you guys again next time when I hop up on this mic. Until then, peace. Kick it on the block.